This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, January 23rd, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week, trends in hallucinogen-associated emergency department visits and hospitalizations in California, USA from 2016 to 2022, is in addiction. In this study, the authors examined emergency department visits and hospitalizations due to hallucinogens versus alcohol and cannabis in California and found that hallucinogen-associated EUD visits increased by 54% while alcohol-assisted visits decreased by 20% and cannabis-associated visits increased by 15%. Additionally, hallucinogen-associated hospital admissions increased by 55%, with no significant changes in alcohol and cannabis-associated hospitalizations. The authors conclude that additional research is needed to assess hallucinogen-associated potential harms. Our next study in the BMJ is titled Effective Risk Mitigation Guidance, Opioid and Stimulant Dispensations on Mortality and Acute Care Visits During Dual Public Health Emergencies. Utilizing population-level administrative data, this cohort study evaluated the impact of risk mitigation guidance dispensations for persons with opioid use disorder and stimulant use disorder, RMG, developed in British Columbia in 2020, provides guidance for prescribing opioids as a safer alternative to the illegal drug supply. The authors found that one or more days of RMG opioid dispensation was associated with lower all-cause mortality and overdose-related mortality, but not with changes in acute care visits. Furthermore, RMG opioid dispensation was associated with even lower all-cause mortality and overdose-related mortality. Our next article in Health Affairs is titled Medicaid-Managed Care Prior Authorization for Buprenorphine Tied to State Partisanship and Health Plan Profit Status 2018. This study examined how prior authorization for buprenorphine is related to plan structure and state political environment to Medicare plan structure and state political environment using data on all 266 comprehensive Medicaid-Managed Care Plans active in 2018. Researchers found substantial variation in prior authorization use across states, with all plans requiring prior authorization in 11 states and no plans requiring prior authorization in 13 other states. For-profit plans and those located in Republican states were more likely to impose prior authorization policies. The next study in drug and alcohol dependence is titled Regional Cortical Brain Volumes at treatment entry relates to post-treatment WHO risk drinking levels in those with alcohol use disorder. Cortex volume of 68 brain regions was measured and compared to healthy controls. Outcomes six months post-treatment were classified as abstainer, return to light drinking, or return to heavy drinking. Compared to light or non-drinkers, abstainers had reduced volume in 18 of 68 regions, or 26%, and return to heavy drinkers had 60%. Return to light and return to heavy drinkers had more depression post-treatment than abstainers and had more magnitude of symptoms correlated with number of daily drinks. This degree of pre-treatment volume losses in regions involving executive function and the salience network predicted treatment outcome. 
Our next study in JAMA Network Open is titled Childhood Trauma, Emotional Awareness, and Neural Correlates of Long-Term Nicotine Smoking. In this cross-sectional study of 102 individuals who smoked nicotine long-term matched with 102 healthy controls, individuals who smoked nicotine spent more time in the frontoinsular default mode brain network. Alexithymia mediated the association between childhood trauma and time spent in the frontoinsular default mode network only in individuals who smoked nicotine. The findings suggest that distinct neurobiological profiles noted in those who smoke nicotine are associated with childhood trauma-related alexithymia. Our next article in the American Journal of Drug and Alcohol Abuse is titled The Impact of Cannabis on Non-Medical Opioid Use Among Individuals Receiving Pharmacotherapies for Opioid Use Disorder. This systematic literature review and meta-analysis assessed the effect of cannabis use on the use of non-medical opioids during medications for opioid use disorder treatment. The meta-analysis found no association between cannabis use and non-medical use of opioids during MOUD. The authors conclude that there is no association between cannabis use during MOUD and non-medical opioid use, and recommend that programs that require cannabis abstinence reconsider these, these policies. The next article, titled Broken Both Ways, is in the New England Journal of Medicine. This article is a physician's account of a young woman with endocarditis resulting from injection drug use. Stella's drug use began with opiates to control headaches after a head injury and progressed to heroin and methamphetamine. Stella was refused surgery until she could get clean, and her predicament is contrasted with those needing treatment because of smoking or the diabetic who ignores their diet. During clinic visits, the author came to know Stella more personally, and when Stella suffers heart failure, he wonders if the treatment team will only see an illicit drug user who resumed use after treatment rather than the woman he came to know. Our final article in Addictive Behaviors Reports is titled Tobacco-Free Nicotine, Electronic Cigarette Perceptions and Use Among Adolescents and Adults in Five New England States. In this survey, researchers found that approximately one-third of adolescents and adults had heard of tobacco-free nicotine e-cigarettes, and 8.9% of adolescents and 21% of adults had used TFN cigarettes. Those who were aware were significantly more likely to have used them than those who were not aware. The authors suggest education is needed about the potential harms of tobacco-free nicotine and support regulation to ban the use of tobacco-free nicotine in marketing and packaging. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ACM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and ACM.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.